Hey guys, I'm C.S. Joseph with csjoseph.life. That's my website. It's a pretty bad one, but uh, it'll get better as we go. Um, so yesterday we talked about uh, how type is basically a way of life and how we need to stop thinking about it in terms of uh, like putting people in a box. It's actually their way of life, their lifestyle, how they approach everything, and that's basically to be respected and understood for the sake of uh, human relationships as we know it, and how the complexities of those uh, different types are well, it's extremely complex that just simply saying, oh, you're putting me in a box, well, doesn't cover it all, so... Anyway, uh, so today's video is going to be basically about cognitive functions, also known as cognitive senses. Uh, cognitive functions are the entire basic foundation of type. If someone starts talking Myers-Briggs or disk system, strength finders, or any uh, Jungian-based uh, personality type system and they don't talk about cognitive functions that's when you can basically stop listening to them and have nothing to do with what they say it's pretty windy so uh i recommend just avoiding all of that And focusing on cognitive functions. This hill's a little steep here, so I apologize. I'm trying to make sure I don't fall on my face while on camera. So there are eight cognitive functions, and what they do is that they allow the human mind to basically treat well, it allows the human mind to interface with the world. And uh, how it interfaces with the world has been two different ways. The first is through decision-making and through gathering information. And the cognitive functions, half of them are for gathering information. The other half is for uh, decision-making, also known as judgments and uh, making decisions. So uh, those decisions-based uh, functions, they're like a little spectrum that your mind can tune into. So which basically means, uh, it's the same for perceiving, by the way, but that basically means that your mind is like a big antenna. Um, you know, sperm uh, joins in with the egg. What does the sperm provide? Well, it provides the, the skull and the uh, spine and the central nervous system, basically. The entire uh, mental or mind-based uh, schematic for the human being. And that's all provided by the sperm. So it's like our central nervous system or our brains are uh, basically big radio transceivers for sending and receiving data. And our minds do this by tuning in to eight different spectrum. And those eight spectrum are the cognitive functions with which we can look at the eight spectrum. So why is this relevant? It's relevant because not everybody is aware of the same radio station or they have less awareness or they have more awareness 
too much, too little, not enough. Everyone's kind of different in that way, but only different to a point. It's up to 16 different variations that the cognitive functions exist within the human mind. And they're all hierarchical. So you have uh, four functions per side of your mind. So if you remember in our last video, we talked about uh, the four sides of the human mind, the ego, the subconscious, the unconscious, and the superego. And each of those has four cognitive functions attached uh, to them. And that basically means each one can really only peer into half of the available radio bandwidth that our minds can peer into. Not a bad thing. That's just how it works. Um, although we can access all eight through our ego or our shadow, right? But sometimes we can go into our subconscious and access those functions in a different way while simultaneously drawing from our unconscious. So that's pretty confusing, but I'll chart it out here in a few videos where it, it will make a lot more sense. But anyway, back to the radio model. We don't exactly know how the mind is able to tune into these various uh, spectrum, these various frequencies quite yet. And uh, we'll explore that uh, with uh, models like, so for example, um, one of the eight cognitive functions is expert intuition. And my mind, the apex of my mind uh, as an ENTP has expert intuition. It's the first function, it's the highest function in my mind. And let's say it's receiving data at 100 frames a second of extrovert intuition, which is basically future awareness, um, precognition, the ability to predict things. But it's limited based on how much experience that I have with my introverted sensing, but we'll talk about that relationship later. So beyond that, let's just say it's 100 frames a second for the first function, right? The next function is the parent function, 75 frames a second. After that, the third one is the child, that's 50 frames. Uh, the fourth one is introverted sensing for me, uh, which would be my inferior function. That's 25 frames a second. The fifth function is the nemesis or the antagonist or the uh, confrontational function. That is the uh, 20 frames a second. The one after that, the sixth slot, Basically, and now we're getting our uh, unconscious side of our mind. Uh, it's the uh, critic or scenics or old woman or old man. There's so many different titles for these. But that's why I just stick with critic because it's very critical in its behavior. And uh, then we have the trickster. And finally, the demon, also known as the parasite. So these are the four slots that any of the eight cognitive functions could be in. So for example, an ISTJ has introverted sensing hero, but they have introverted thinking critic. But I'm an ENTP, I have introverted thinking parent, which is the second slot, and extroverted feeling child, that's the third slot. But in my critic slot, I have extroverted thinking, whereas the ISTJ has extroverted thinking in its parent slot. So it's all in balance. No one is better than the other. No type can do everything. Uh, we're all just missing 
that one thing. But that's okay because that's why we have human relationships because we can augment each other's cognition to handle more complex tasks. And that's how we've basically been designed to do. We have to have relationships in order to survive. Without relationships, nothing can really be accomplished, uh, even by just one person. Sure, most things in our lives, we think we can handle it on our own, but the sad truth is, more, more like the happy truth, to be honest, um, is that we have to form relationships in order to succeed. Uh, and cognitive functions is no different, basically. So, functionally speaking, we have eight of them, four in our ego, four in our unconscious, the bottom side of our mind, and we'll just say that for now. Um, beyond that, uh, the functions are the foundation of type. You can tell somebody's type based on uh, what functions they have. Now, Carl Jung did it. All he had to do was just do the first two. And that's true. If you can identify the first two functions of any type, you instantly know the rest because they have a logical layout and pattern that they follow. Um, so I'm an ENTP, right? So how do we know that I'm an extrovert intuitive hero, which is the first slot? and introverted thinking parent, which is the second slot. How do we even know that? Well, it's very simple. I'm a perceiver type. So an extroverted intuitive thinking perceiver. So being that perceiving would be my main type of uh, role as an extrovert, that would mean that expert intuition would have to be my hero. But you take something like an ENTJ instead or an ENFJ, that's not true. Why? Well, it's because they're a judging type, which means a decision-making function would have to be in the top slot and not a perception-based function. So if it's an ENFJ, instead of relying on the second letter to determine the hero, you rely on the third letter. So that would be extroverted feeling for the ENFJ and extroverted thinking for the ENTJ. So boom, we've just identified the first slot. Now, once we identify the second slot, you know, for an ENTP, because again, it's an extroverted perceiver, uh, the T is actually a secondary function to the primary hero function, so that's parent, right? So the T would mean it would be introverted because the first slot would have to be extroverted, so the second slot is automatically introverted, right? So, and then boom, we have TI parent for ENTP. And then because we have extroverted intuition, it's automatically linked to introverted sensing because it's polar opposite. The polar opposite of it exists on the bottom of the ego, so the fourth function. So this is very important. When looking at cognitive functions and identifying them in yourself or others, every cognitive function that you identify, the hero is always linked to the inferior function, the fourth slot. The parent is always linked to the child because it's trying to take care of the child. Well, they're always the polar opposite. So if I'm extroverted intuition hero, that means automatically my fourth slot has to be introverted sensing because it's the opposite, right? If I have introverted thinking parent, that would mean extroverted feeling was my inner child because it is the opposite. 
And that is basically what we have to uh, remember when we're trying to identify our cognitive functions. So there's all these little rules that you have to be aware of. But don't worry, it gets a lot easier as we go. How you doing? So, let's do another example. Uh, let's pick uh, ESFJ, right? So it's extroverted, it's a judging type, um, but because it's got feeling in the third slot, extroverted feeling judge, that means extrovert feeling would be a hero, okay? So that's the first slot. And then the opposite of that would be introverted thinking. So that's the fourth slot. So we've already got half the ego identified right there. Boom, done. And then second slot, well, because we know it's an ES, ESJ, ESFJ, so the S part is sensing. So which kind of sensing? Is it extroverted or introverted? Well, because the first slot is extroverted, the second slot has to be introverted. So introverted sensing. And because we know introverted sensing is in the second slot, we automatically know its opposite is in the child slot, which would mean extroverted intuition, right? And there you have it. We have the ego of the ESFJ, also known as the supporter type. So now that we know the ego, we automatically know the unconscious. And the unconscious is, uh, or the shadow as some people call it. I say those words interchangeably, so be aware of that. Um, the shadow is basically the same functions as the ego, but in reverse. So extroverted feeling would be introverted feeling this time. And then introverted sense would be extroverted sensing, right? And uh, then there's expert intuition becomes introverted intuition, introverted thinking becomes extroverted thinking. And that makes up the bottom uh, shadow side of the ESFJ. So on the top, we have the supporter, which is F-E-S-I-N-E-T-I. -E and then their unconscious side just happens to be an artist which is F-I-S-E-N-I-T-E, uh, also known as uh, introverted feeling, extroverted sensing, introverted intuition, extroverted thinking, right? So boom, now we know all eight cognitive functions of the ESFJ. And this same pattern, the same logic is the same with any of the types. You can do this exercise with any of the types and you instantly know their cognitive, function, their cognitive functions and you know how those functions are ordered and how much awareness that person has into that cognitive spectrum. So let's talk about the cognitive functions themselves and what they actually do, um, which I'll be doing videos in the future on specific functions to provide more of an actual definition of what they are and what kind of awareness. So take, we'll just do one for right now. Extroverted thinking is like, uh, you know, someone's awareness of how other people feel, also known as ethics, right? Well, if they have really high extroverted feeling, meaning they have high frames a second, which means the higher it up it is in that list of eight, that means the more awareness they have, right? That means the more caring they are, uh, the more they, they feel the feelings of others and they absorb the other feelings of other people into them, so they are a more caring individual with that extroverted feeling. Now, that's not to say introverted feeling is very caring, because it can be, but it's usually caring towards inward things and not as much to 
outward things. Um, it's like a source of caring, whereas extroverted feelings trying to feed on the introverted feeling doesn't need to do that per se on its own, introverted feeling that is. But extroverted feeling usually needs an additional source of introverted feeling for it to mirror or utilize for its own behavior, right? So anyway, again, the higher the functions are in the list of eight and the higher towards the apex of the ego at the top, the more awareness they have in that spectrum. So what you could do is once you identify someone's type, you identify their cognitive functions and that tells you how much awareness they have in these areas. So let's look at the hero. The hero is what they do best. It's their defaults, what they're most comfortable with. The parent usually is trying to tell the hero to, you know, I see you're saving the world, but you're going to hurt the children. You need to slow down. That's why the parent's usually more critical. The child is very innocent. It's the most innocent part of the human mind. And uh, with that, it becomes, uh, I mean, people that attack the, the child side of uh, people's minds, that's akin to child abuse, quite frankly. Um, the fourth function, the fourth slot, also known as the inferior function, is where a person's insecurity exists. So people that are attacking in conversation or with what they do or their actions to harm that function, it hits a person's insecurity. Every single person has this problem. Everyone is insecure in some way. It's very easy to find once you know their cognitive function that's attached to it. Like for me, my insecurity is introverted sensing, so I have a hard time doing new things, right? So I, but after doing the same thing over and over and over, eventually I can aspire with my fourth slot, and it's no longer an insecurity anymore. And people have that same type of outlook. The fifth function is the nemesis. It usually is where a person's worry exists. The fourth, uh, uh, the fifth function. The sixth function is where a person's criticism exists. Like, imagine if introverted feeling, which is the sense of one's self-worth, was in the critic slot. That means they're very critical of their self-worth at all times and never believe they're a good person so long as they live and force themselves to do good things so that they can feel good about themselves. And sometimes people don't give them the recognition they deserve and it just turns into a huge mess for like their whole life. So there's little intricacies like that. Also, there's the trickster function, it's second to last. That's the unaware function. Most people are not really aware of that. Mine is introverted feeling, which is morals. So I would lack morals, basically moral awareness, which is true, I, I do. I have ethics to make up for it, but lack of morals is a difficult thing. And the final slot is the demon parasite. That's basically the source of the human condition, the source of corruption within our souls that I last spoke about on the last video. So anyway, that's basically cognitive functions 101. Uh, you can determine their functions by, once you identify their type, you know their letters. You can basically reverse engineer the letters into cognitive functions, and then you know what their awarenesses are, their level of awareness. You know where their strengths and weaknesses lie, and you can make decisions about how you approach them and how you communicate with them and uh, how you engage with them based on that knowledge, um, which would allow you to basically really engage this person in such a way that you've never been able to before, just because you know their cognitive functions and you know your own and you know how they work together. But more on that on a future video. So anyway, 
Uh, if you found this video to be helpful uh, or informative, please like and subscribe and uh, support my extremely new channel. But uh, I'm hoping to be making at least one video a day where I'll be uh, talking about the subject more in depth. So thank you all for uh, your support so far. And uh, I hope to be on Instagram in the near future as well. So anyway, have a good day. Later.